1: Today we are going to talk about fit for purpose. I'm going to take you through seven steps on how you can stay fit for your God given purpose. And here's a hint. It's not about your waist size. God has a purpose for each of us. So stay with me as we journey through how you can stay fit for your God given purpose. You don't want to miss this.
0: This is the Dr. Trudy podcast where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a Ph.D. in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy.
1: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Trudy. I hope you're doing well. Um, My topic today is fit for purpose, and it's not your waist size, or it's not how much you weigh on the scale. So you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to what the Lord has placed on my heart for you in regards to fit for purpose. But first... I want to just share with you a little bit about who I am. As I said, I'm Dr. Trudy Simmons. I received my PhD in family and marriage counseling um, over 10 years ago, and I focus on family and marriage, but also addiction and trauma. Um, and I'm so thankful that the Lord allows me to pour into other people who have been hurt and broken. Um, I'm also a wife of 24 years, um, I'm a mother of a 14 year old son and a four year old adopted little girl. And so our house is is very busy on any given day. Um, I am an Ironman athlete. I've done 12 12 Ironman races, and um, I'm supposed to go to the World Championship next October, Lord willing. But I'm also an overcomer. As I imagine, a lot of you who are watching today are overcomers, or you're overcoming something. And so I just want you to know that you're not alone and that we serve an amazing God, who sees you already victorious. He already sees you as an overcomer. He already sees you um, as righteous. He already sees you as a queen or a king. He already sees you um, as his beloved. But so often people walk around. They walk around broken. They walk around confused. They walk around living in their past mistakes and they're not giving themselves grace to have a better future. I see this all the time in the counseling counseling room that people are walking around broken. They're walking around condemned. They're walking around in shame and guilt. They're walking around in bitterness and unforgiveness. They're walking around with a wounded heart. And so when we walk around broken, we cannot be all that God has created us to be. We cannot have the abundant life that God has said we as his children can have. And that is where the enemy wants us. He wants us to be unaffected. He wants us to be bound. He wants us to be broken so that we cannot be effective in the kingdom. We'll still go to heaven. We'll still walk streets of gold, but we will not be effective for the body of Christ. And that's what he wants us. He wants us to be broken, unaffected. But God has called us to life and life abundantly. So that is what fit for purpose is. That is what Fit for Purpose is. God created us so uniquely amazing. He created each of us so differently. Even twins don't look, some identical twins look identical, but there's always something different about them. And so God created each of us different. And he did that for a reason. He did that because he loves us and he has great things for us. So we're going to talk about Fit for Purpose the spirit, the soul, and the body and how they work together. You know, as a trainer, I was a fitness trainer for over 15 years and people would come to me and want to lose weight and they they would their first thing was I just woke up one day I turned you know X amount of years and I started gaining all this weight and um, I just kind of smile because we all know that you don't wake up one day 10 pounds heavier, 15 pounds heavier. It gradually happens over time. And you don't wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I want to be abused or I think I want to be depressed or I think I want to live outside of God's will so that I can feel miserable. We don't wake up thinking that. It's a slow, gradual process, which is one of the enemy's tactics. He wants us just to, okay, one day we feel bad and the next day we feel bad. So then we eat more. It's just this vicious cycle until we learn how, okay, I'm having a bad day. It's okay to have a bad day, but let me take those thoughts captive so that that day, bad day will stop so that tomorrow when I get up, I will have a victorious day. But so often we get so, we get so trapped in our minds that um, one bad thought or one bad day leads to another bad day or one bad thought leads to another bad thought or one addiction leads to another addiction and we can't seem to break the cycle. And that's where people all of a sudden they get stuck and they wake up and say, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I, I'm, I'm at Witsons. I, I have no, I don't know what to do. And then they give up on life and then they can't fulfill the purpose and calling God's place on their life. God has placed a calling on each of us, on each of our lives. He has a unique calling on each of our lives. I think one of the greatest battles we face obviously is the battle of the mind. And we've got to take our thoughts captive, but then it's also the battle of the flesh. We're constantly, the devil wants us to to feed the flesh, to feed those unhealthy emotions, those unhealthy thoughts, those unhealthy addictions. The devil just wants us to continually feed on those. And every thought that you have is not yours. If those thoughts don't line up with the word of God, then you have to know that those thoughts are not from God. You know, I used to walk around beating myself up, you know, with rejection and self-hatred and low self-esteem and eating disorders and addiction and and always feeling less than. And that's where the enemy wanted me because I was so unfruitful for the body of Christ. And so one day, um, it's a long story, but the Lord allowed me to be victorious over many areas of my life. Um, And I will share those with you one day. But I want to talk about seven things for Fit for a purpose. So get your pen, get your paper, get your Bible out, and let's just let's just do this. So seven areas for fit for purpose. One is you have to know that you have an assignment that God created you for such a time as this for a plan and a purpose. If you go to Second Timothy one nine, it says, "For He delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, and He." called us to a consecrated life, a life set apart, a life of purpose. God has called me, he has called you for a life of purpose. And if we are not living that life of purpose, then we are living underneath everything that God created us to be. We're falling right into the hands of the enemy if we are not living the purpose, living out the purpose and calling God has on our life. You know, God didn't call us to be spectators. He didn't call us to sit on the sidelines of this game called life. He called us to be in the game. He actually calls us to be game changers, to be atmosphere changers. And that's who we can be when we know who we are in Christ. And he also doesn't want us to walk around feeling you know, ho hum, mediocrity. He doesn't want us to live a mediocre life. He has called that we may have life and have life abundantly. Now, that's going to look different for everybody, but it's a victorious life. It is not a life of I just have to settle because this is the way it is. You know, this is the way it was with my dad. This is the way it was with my mom. This is the way it was with my sister. You have the ability to break every generational sin, every generational curse off of your life and to live above the mediocrity that the devil wants you to live in. You have the the ability to live that supernatural life in Jesus Christ because we serve a supernatural God and he has called us to to live. He has called us to be the head and not the tail. He has called us to be first and not last. He has called us to be blessed and not cursed. And so we have to get out of that mediocrity mindset of oh it's never going to happen for me. Oh, it's it's always happens for somebody else. God must have forgot about me when he was giving out gifts and blessings. He did never he doesn't forget about you never. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He loves you and he has a plan for you. He wants you to wake up every morning assured and aware of what your purpose and plan is for that day. And you can only do that by staying in close contact with him, staying in that relationship with him. You know, one way to know that that assignment is from God and that you are where you're supposed to be is that assignment and that purpose is so shut up in your bones that despite feeling weary or tired or frustrated or wanting to walk away that you don't, that you can't. It is so a part of who you are that you can't walk away. Yes, you can get tired. Yes, you can get frustrated, but you come right back to it because you know that this is from God. You know, I get frustrated sometimes in counseling because I want people to really, really get what I'm saying, Um, but eventually they'll get it. You know, I may just be planting a seed and then someone else comes and waters it. But we have to be good and faithful servants of what God has given us to do. And we have to be able to do it, you know, to the extent of of the purpose that he's called. And when we feel tired and we feel weary and we feel like we're not making a difference, we've got to go to him in prayer and say, "Okay, God, I know this is what you called me to do. I know this is my plan and purpose for what you've called me to do. Give me your strength. To be able to get through this today, because sometimes we do get tired and it's okay, but we have to get back up again. We have to keep going. We have to um, be victorious. We have to have that victorious mindset. Um, We have to know that we're called. And I'm telling you that you are called for a purpose. You have an assignment, you have a purpose in the kingdom, and He has a call for you. And if you haven't figured that out yet, I encourage you to write down your gifts and what you enjoy doing um, and what other people say you're good at, and then start praying and asking the Holy Spirit just to show you what He has called you to do. He doesn't want to keep it a secret from you, and He won't keep it a secret from you. It's us. It's us not being able to believe. It's us not being able to receive that keep us in bondage, that keep us in darkness, so number one, you have an assignment. Number two, you're set apart. You are set apart for such a time as this. Again, back in Second Timothy one nine, it says um, that he has set us apart. He has set us apart for such a time as this. We as believers do not need to look like the world. He wants us to live differently, to act differently. And so we're set apart for such a time as this. It, you know, it says in Psalms 139 that he created You in your mother's womb, like he, you were fearfully and wonderfully made and that you lack no good thing according to his riches and glories in heaven. It's not us. It is not about us. It's about him, his riches and glories in heaven that he has placed inside of each one of us. God has set you apart. Jeremiah 1 5 um, is such an amazing, amazing um, verse. Listen to this. Jeremiah 1 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Put your name in there. Put your name in the scripture. Then I said, O Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a young man. But the Lord said to me, and the Lord will say to you, Do not say I am only young, because wherever I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of what people say, what people think. Have an audience of one and just know that God has called you. He has set you apart. And when he's called you and set you apart, it is his strength, his infilling of the Holy Spirit that will allow you to accomplish everything that he has called you to accomplish. Again, you know, I was raised with this. I had a speech impediment and a learning disability, and I was always told, don't worry about school. Don't worry. Find someone to marry you and take care of you because you don't have the ability to learn. You don't have the ability to um, to go to college. But God, but God goes against all the odds so that he gets the glory, he gets the praise, and he gets the recognition Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his powers that work within us. Like I said, we are set apart, but it's his power, it's his wisdom, it's his glory that is inside of us that if we allow it, will work out for our good. But we have to receive it and then we have to allow it to work through us. He has come to set the captives free. And that is what he is doing by setting us apart. You know, sometimes it's it's difficult to accept God's plan and purposes for our lives because we don't feel we're worthy. And that happens a lot in the counseling room. As I've said, you know, people think because I was rejected, because I was divorced, because I was raped or molested, or I have an addiction, that I'm not worthy, that I'm not worthy of the calling that Christ has on my life, that I'm not worthy of his love. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are worthy. You are called. You are redeemed. You are set apart for such a time as this. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me. I will answer you and I will tell you great and unsearchable things. God wants to tell you so many wonderful things. You've got to believe it. You've got to receive it. And you've got to believe it in the name of Jesus. God knows you. And he knows me better than we know ourselves. When we say we can't do something that God has called us to do, he's over there looking at us and saying, oh, yes, you can, because I've placed it inside of you. I've placed that mentality, that warrior mentality, that overcomer mentality, that victorious mentality inside of you. I've given you my strengths so that you can be all I've created you to be. So God knows us. He knows how strong we are. He knows how weak we are. But when we rely on him, he's already declared we can do it. He's already said, yeah, with man it's impossible. But with me, God, all things are possible. And we have to receive it. So spend time listening to God. God, what did you set me apart for? What do you have for me to do? How can I how can I how can I do that and give you the glory? You are set apart. Okay, number three self-care. So every time I'm called a mom, a wife, a pastor, a counselor, a TV host, I'm reminded of all the assignments I have for other people. I'm reminded of the responsibility that God has given me. And with that responsibility, I've got to take care of myself. I've got to make sure that I am taking care of me so that I can give my best to God and to all the things that he's entrusted me to do. I've got to I've got to take care of myself so I can be the best wife. I've got to take care of myself so I can be the best mother. I've got to take care of myself so I can be the best counselor. I've got to take care of myself so I can be the best athlete. We have to take care of ourselves because we can't give what we don't have. You can't pour water out of an empty jug. You've got to fill yourself and take care of yourself. We've got to totally depend on God. We have to walk hand in hand with him. In Amos 2.2, 2, it says, um, can two walk together unless they agree? You've got to believe what God says about you. You have to know what God says about you. So think about this. What are you doing for self-care? How are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting up in the morning, spending time in, in God's Word? Are you eating healthy? We're going to talk about this more when we talk about the body. Um, are you spending time with the Father are you getting that rest you need? Are you um, taking those sabbaticals when you need them? How? What is your self-care? I'd love to hear about what your self-care is and how you take care of you so that you can take care of everything God has entrusted you to do. All right, so number four is your spirit. The enemy wants your spirit depleted of all good. He wants your personal growth to stop. He wants to. He wants to rob you of your peace. He wants to rob you of your love. He wants to rob you of your God given identity. I don't. How many people I counsel who don't know who they are in Christ because they believe in the lie of the enemy? You know, there's a pastor here in um, where I live that says if God, if the enemy can't take you out, then he's gonna wear you out. And so many people are worn out. So many people are frustrated because they're not taking care of their spirit. You know, at John 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, destroy. That Christ came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Are you having that abundant life? Are you living that abundant life, or is the enemy robbing you each day of your in your spirit? Is he keeping you down and downcast and broken because you're not believing what God says about you? Is your spirit so wounded that um, that it's it's just not strong enough to love? You think about that. The enemy will launch like fiery darts at our spirits, at our soul. And if we're not strong enough in the Lord, and if we don't know who our, where our identity comes from, then those darts are going to penetrate deep within us and that'll wound our heart, which is what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But we have to be strong in our spirit. We can't walk around in doubt, fear, and unbelief. We have to know what God says about us. We have to know who God says we are. Um, So many people that I know, they get stuck in this dwelling place of doubt, of fear, of unbelief. Their spirit just gets so bogged down with the things of this world that they are no good for this world or for the kingdom. And that's where the enemy wants you. Like I said, God came, that you may have life and have it abundantly. But so many people are walking around crippled by depression, like I said, by fear, by doubt, by unbelief, by condemnation, by anxiety, stress, regret. And that is not of God. God is not condemning us. He will convict us in love. He will correct us in love, but he's not going to condemn us. He's not going to want us to feel less than or rejected. And if you have been rejected, it's because God is redirecting you because he has something better for you. But we don't, he doesn't want us walking around depressed, um, with anxious thoughts. It says to be anxious for nothing, but in all things with praise and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to the Lord. Um, so being fit for your assignment, you have to make sure that your spirit is in line with what God says. You cannot walk around in doubt, fear, and unbelief and have a strong spirit for the Lord. You've got to know what God's word says. You've got to decide that you're going to partner with God in what God says and be obedient to his word. And when those thoughts come up of doubt, fear, unbelief, or even condemnation, You've got to know what the Word says so that you can cast those negative thoughts out, those thoughts that are not of the Lord, so you can cast those out in the name of Jesus so that you can bring in God's thoughts and what God says about you so that you can walk and live that victorious life. So you've got to decide, and truly the choice is yours. You can hold hands with Father God, or you can hold hands with the enemy, and the choice is yours. God is a gentleman. He's not going to bust down a door. But he's going to gently pursue you. And so you've got to know who you are in Christ so that your spirit man will be strong. All right, number five, um, 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Your body is the temple of God and you've got to take care of it. And as I said at the beginning, it is not your waist size. You know, the temple of the body being fit for purpose is not about your waist size. It's about are you taking care of you? You know, so many people want to go on diets, they want to they want to eat better, and that is great. We need to we need to be eating healthy, we need to be drinking lots of water, we need to be taking care of our temple because it is who God made us. It is is the dwelling house of the Holy Spirit. But your diet is not only what you eat. Listen to this, your diet is not only what you eat, it's what you watch. It's what you read. It's the people you hang around with. Be mindful of these things because if we're watching the wrong things, if we're reading the wrong things, if we're listening to the wrong things, hanging out with the wrong people, it will affect our bodies. Um, Gossip. If you're hanging around people who gossip, that is going to affect your body because you become who you hang around with. So if you're hanging around those who are gossiping, you're going to become a gossiper. If you're hanging around someone who is constantly critical you're going to become critical. If you're hanging around and watching bad things on TV, that's what's going to be in your head. And that's what's going to come out of your mouth. And that's what's going to settle in your heart. So you've got to be careful what you're feeding your body, what's going in your eyes, what's going on your ears, and what's going on inside of you. Um, Here's a couple of things that if your body is not lined up correctly, these are some things that will start to happen. You will have an uneasy spirit. You'll be working more and praying less. There's going to be a lack of discipline. You know, we are supposed to be disciplined. We discipline our bodies. We discipline our minds. But when we're not in line and our body's not in line, we will lack that discipline. Zero exercise. Your body was made to move. We need to exercise. We need to take care of our bodies. Procrastination, just continuing to put things off because we can't focus. We can't get our body motivated to do it. Um, areas in your life that are stagnant where you're stuck is because you haven't dealt with the root issue. So if there are any areas in your life that are stuck, you've got to deal with the root issue. Not getting enough sleep. A lot of times when our bodies are depleted and we're not feeding it the healthy nutrition we need, we, need, we can't sleep. Our bodies just, they can't function, right? We can't function to full capacity. Your body needs sleep. So you've got to make sure that you are taking care of that. Um, you're, you' start to lose track of time goals and purpose. you know you walk around confused. There's so many people that come to the counseling room and they're confused, they're drained their body is so tired, they're unmotivated it's because they're not taking care of their body. Um, pouring constantly pouring into your ministry and never taking time to get filled up. And we talked about that a little bit before. You cannot give out of an empty tank. Your body can't keep going. When I do Ironman races, I am constantly fueling my body to do 140 miles plus. And I know that if I don't fuel my body, I'm not going to make it across that finish line. And so that's what you've got to think about. What are you fueling your body with? Now, if I fuel my body on junk when I'm training for Ironman, I'm not going to make it across the finish line. But if I fuel my body with the proper nutrition then every single time I'll make it across that finish line. So what are you fueling your body with? What are you doing with the temple that God gave you? Again, it's not about being a size zero. It's not about being a size two. Our size 10 is making your temple holy for God, being everything you can be for God, for his service, so that you can finish your race well. You can finish your race strong, and that's what he wants you to do. So make sure you're taking care of your temple. And I would love to hear what you do to take care of your temple because far too many people are tired spiritually, emotionally, physically. They're drained. And these are men and women with great purposes, but they can't seem to get it going because they haven't taken care of their temple. So think about that. Think about it. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, made known to God, and the peace of God which shall process all understanding will guard your heart and minds for Jesus Christ. Be anxious for nothing. When that anxiousness gets in your body, when that unforgiveness gets in your body, when that doubt and fear get in your body, it it wrecks havoc in your body, in your spirit, in your heart, because doubt, unbelief, unforgiveness, bitterness, that is all a foreign object that God never intended to take root in our bodies. So I want you to think about who you might need to forgive. Are you walking around in bitterness? Are you walking around in unforgiveness? Are you walking around in doubt and unbelief? Are you walking around in self-hatred? All of those will affect your body. All of those will take root inside of you, and it leads to to depression. It leads to oppression. It leads to high blood pressure. It leads to diabetes. It leads to um, all kinds of sicknesses and diseases because it's a foreign object in our body. So I would encourage you to write down maybe who you need to forgive. Or is there an offense that has taken place in your life? Or are you walking around with self-rejection? Ask the Lord to show you. He is good. He is faithful. He will show you. And if you want, I would be happy to walk you through a whole prayer on forgiveness, a whole prayer on healing, a whole prayer on deliverance from oppression, from depression, from, from offense, from unforgiveness, um, from self-hatred. Because I've I've walked out of every one of those. And the scripture says whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And he wants you to be free. And if you're if those things are bound in your body, you're not free. So think about that and make a list and ask the Lord to show you if there's any unforgiveness so that you can walk free and that your body can be the best it can be, can be the strongest it can be for Jesus Christ. There's so much, so much on the body. You know, the body is just it's just an amazing. Amazing vessel. All right, let's move on though. Number six is the heart. How is your heart? When's the last time you did a heart check? You now, we just talked about the body and how unbelief and how bitterness and, and unforgiveness and all that can take root and that will affect how we minister to people. That will reflect how every relationship that we come in contact to will Be affected because if we are working out of a wounded heart, then we're gonna respond out of a wounded heart. We're gonna love out of a wounded heart. God wants our hearts to be whole. It says in Proverbs 4:23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Our heart and how our heart is, our heart posture is so important to God. And if we're walking around with any of those issues we talked about. With the body, that will affect the heart, and it will affect every area. We every area in our lives, according to the New International Bible Dictionary, the heart is defined as the seat of affection, the innermost being, the center, or the core of one's spiritual and moral existence. Our condition, who we are, what we think, what we believe, including our emotions, stem from the heart, what we believe. We've got to make sure our heart is right. Um, So let me ask you, when's the last time you did a heart check? You know, one thing the enemy wants us to do is he wants us to stay um, bound. And how he does that is he doesn't want us to share our struggles, to share our hurts, to share our fears, because he knows that when we start sharing our hurts, our fears, our struggles, that there is freedom when we bring things into the light, there is healing, there is deliverance, there is freedom. And so the enemy wants you to think, oh, don't tell them that you struggle with that. Don't tell them that you struggle with depression. Don't struggle that, tell them that you struggle with anxiety because he knows that when you start telling people, and you don't need to tell everyone, there's a selected few people who you trust that you tell, um, unless the Lord wants you to you know, tell more, but that's you have to use wisdom. Um, but once you start telling, telling people your hurts and your struggles, that's when God can come in and he can heal you of that rejection, of that repression, depression, of that anxiety, all the things that keep us down. Once you start dealing with those heart issues, then you can be set free. Um, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do a heart check. Don't be afraid to ask the Lord. And I do that on a regular basis. I I, I pray the prayer, Lord, search my heart. See if there is any offensive in me. If there's someone that, that I got mad at the other day, I need to forgive them quickly. I cannot let that unforgiveness take root in my heart because it'll manifest and show up in so many ways. If I'm offended, I've got to quickly let that go. I've got to break it off because I can't, I don't have, I can't let it take root and neither can you because it'll affect the purpose and the plans that God has for you. We can't be fit for purpose if we're walking around bound by bitterness, by um, low self-esteem, by rejection, by a body that's not working right. We have to release that unto Jesus. We have to release it unto Jesus. Um, The last thing I want to talk to you about is walking in victory. Being fit for purpose means that you're going to walk in victory. God says that we, the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us, y'all. That same power, that same anointing lives inside of us. It's so often we walk around with no authority. We walk around with no boldness. Again, we walk around with no passion, no purpose. And God has called us to walk in authority. He has called us to walk in boldness. In First Timothy, it says that God did not give us a spirit of, of timidity, but of love and power and a sound mind. So to be fit for purpose means that you have to be walking in victory. And I'm reminded of um, Ezekiel. One of my favorite scriptures right now is Ezekiel 37. And let me just read that to you real quick. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of dry bones. He caused me to pass around them all, and behold, there were many. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, only you know. And again, he said, prophesy to these dry bones. O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these dry bones, behold, I will make breath enter you so that you may come alive. And then it goes on to say, I would encourage you to read the whole chapter of, of Ezekiel 37, that God breathed his his breath into those dry bones, and those dry bones came alive. And that is a supernatural supernatural miracle that God is saying to us. So if there are dreams in your life that have died, if the purposes and calling on your life that you thought were of God have fallen by the wayside, I want you to start speaking to those dry bones. Speak and prophesy to those areas of your life Whether it's a job, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a a child that's gone um, prodigal, whether it's a marriage that's on the rocks, whatever it is, I want you to speak to those dry bones, prophesy that they come back alive. Let God bring life, breathe life into those dry areas of your life, to those hopes and dreams that you thought were dead. Let God breathe his life Back into you today. God does not want us to live that mediocre life. He does not want us to sit on the sidelines. He has called you to be fit for purpose, and that is being fit in your mind, that is being fit in your body, being fit. In your heart, it is knowing that you are set apart, that you are called, and you have an assignment. And the devil will want nothing more than to keep you bound by doubt, fear, and unbelief. So today, I encourage you: write down those goals, those dreams, those hopes that you thought have died, and ask the Father to breathe life into those areas, to that relationship, to that that child who's gone prodigal. Ask the Lord to bring life into it, and then start prophesying. Start speaking life over yourself. Come out of agreement with that negativity, with that self-doubt, with that victim menti- victim mindset, and come into agreement with what God says for you. He has an assignment for you. He has set you apart, but you've got to be fit for purpose in your mind, in your spirit, in your body, and in your heart because God has great things for you. I'm going to say that again. God has great things for you. And he loves you. He loves you no matter what, no matter what your past was, no matter what you're doing today, no matter what you're going to do tomorrow, God's love will never change. When the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of your future. When the devil starts to tell you, talk about, um, all the negativity, I want you to start speaking life. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You lack no good thing according to Jesus Christ. You are the head and not the tail. You are first and not last. You are blessed and you are surely not cursed. When God looks at you, He looks at you with the heart and with eyes of love. He has a purpose and a calling for you. Let's don't miss it. Let's rise up to the occasion. Let's be bold. Let's take our authority back and let's be all that Christ has called us to be. Let me pray for y'all. Father God, I thank you that everyone who is listening and everyone who is watching, Father God, will know that they are fit for purpose, that you have a calling on their lives, Father God, and it is good. It is very good. And Lord, let them see it. Let them see you and all your goodness, Father God. I ask for the peace that surpasses all understanding, to guard everybody's hearts and minds, Father God. We are atmosphere changers because of who you are in us. We We are atmosphere changers. We are game changers, Father God. And let everyone who is watching and listening and who hears my voice know that they can be a game changer and an atmosphere changer because greater thee who is in us than he who is of this world. For those who are walking around broken and depressed, with anxiety and fear, Father God. I break those spirits off of them right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. And I just ask that your spirit of peace will arise within them, Father God. Your spirit of boldness and authority will arise within them, Father God, so they will know the hope and the calling on their life, Father God. I ask that you start speaking life to each one of their dry places, Father God, and give them the words to speak and to prophesy over those areas, Father, so that they can walk victorious, Lord. Let them know how much you love them, Father God. Let them know that they are never alone and they are never forsaken, Father God. And for those who are feeling rejected and alone, Father God, Let them know that that rejection was your protection and that you will never let them be alone. That you love them, Father God, unconditionally, Father God. I ask, Lord, that everybody who needs healing in their body, Father God, that you will heal them in the name of Jesus Christ. That you will send your love and your word to manifest in their life, Father God, that they will walk victorious, Lord. We thank you, God, for loving us. We thank you that you have created us to be fit for purpose and that you have set us apart and that you have an assignment and that we were made for such a time as this. And I ask that you bless everyone, God, who's watching and tuning in today, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching and listening. You can reach out to me if you need prayer. If you need, if you want to be, if you want to walk through some healing and deliverance and some um, forgiveness, feel free to reach out to me at um Dr. Trudy Simmons at gmail.com. Know that you are loved and you are accepted in the beloved. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.